the podcast for you, the real estate professional. This is One on One, the official Realty One Group podcast powered by One University. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Josh. How's it How going? I'm good. It's going good. Good, good. Um, it's so- summertime. <laughs> Finally, right? Yeah. I know. I feel like it's been a it's been a weird kind of gloomy June, um, but now it's. I mean, it's hot here. I don't know about where you are. Yeah, North Carolina. Our coast is hot. Yeah, we're heating up. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we we've talked about this in earlier episodes. I have been working with Realty One Group for almost five years, um, but I'm on the marketing team, so I am not in the weeds of uh, real estate. I mean, I am, but you know, from a much different perspective. So what we're going to talk about today, I'm actually very, very, very interested in because if I'm being honest, I don't completely understand how it works. Um, We are going to break down commission for a real estate professional. How does that sound? Sounds great. Um, And thank you. Thank you for your honesty. I think a lot of people, especially consumers, don't understand how realtors get paid. Yeah. And I I think it's a, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting topic to discuss because um, I think there's a lot of um, like misconceptions around yes. the topic. Um, and so, Kathy, you also wrote a blog about this topic. Um, it is called The Price is Right, Breaking Down Commission for a Real Estate Professional, and it is currently published on our blog. So if you head to blog.realtyonegroup.com, you can go read it right now. But um, we are going to break it down even more. Um, and so, yeah, Kathy, like, take it away. Like, I, I kind of just want to hear... Um, what it's like, uh, you know, how the, how the commissions work, n- not only from uh, the perspective of a Realty One Group real estate pro, but kind of just in general. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think how to say this and not sound snarky. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to I want to say this. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Will somebody do it cheaper always, right? Um, but the cost of that is is often more. Um, than what you would invest with a realtor. And I'll, you know, I'll compare it to Whole Foods or any other quality type place. Um, of course, you can go get something cheaper. But if you look at the people that really appreciate quality service, quality content, quality representation, they're willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um so let's let me get back and historically talk a little bit about the realtor. And you know this, but but I'll just kind of remind everyone that hasn't been in real estate for a long time. 25, 30 years ago, all of the data, all of the information was controlled by the broker. We're talking pre-internet. We're talking when that book came yeah. that was delivered every two weeks, and that was the resource for data. So we evolved you know, into the broker losing a little bit of that control. During that time, the broker kept the lion's share of the money. You know, the broker kept most of the commission, paid it out to the associate um, on a split. So let's say there are two sides to every commission. There's a listing side and a buying side. Mm -hmm. And if the realtor represented, represented the seller, they got a split of that half. So let's say it's a 6% commission, that 3% that the broker would split that 3%. Most of the time, 25, 30 years ago, it was on a a percentage split with the realtor. So, you know, the real estate industry evolved due to the internet. The broker lost control of data. Um, It became more public as it should. So now the consumer has more, um, 
information available to them at their fingertips. And we were told with the, with the, evolution of um, the internet that the realtor would go away. We would be like the um, travel agent. We would no longer be necessary. People would be going on and they would be getting um, all of their information from the internet and not need the yeah. realtor. The opposite happened, Josh. Right. What happened over time and statistically proven, people now have all the content. They're like at this big buffet and they're going, holy cow, I don't even know where to start. So the value of the realtor increased rather than decreasing Mm. because they need a navigator. They need the guide. They need someone to say, man, you've been given a lot of information. Let me help you go through this. And another comparison I like to make is I fly a lot and and you, both you and Ryan fly a lot too. And I can go online and I can buy a ticket and I can select my seat and I can check my luggage and I can check in and I can do everything other than what? You tell me fly the plane. I can't fly the plane. (laughs) I got to have the pilot and the realtor is the pilot. So never underestimate your value in this transaction. Similar to an airplane flight, the most dangerous times in the flight are when you take off and when you land. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, usually you're on autopilot, you're high above everything else, you're at low risk. But that taking off and that coming back down are two things. Guess what that looks like? That looks like the first part of a real estate contract, the critical part where you're going to get most damage is negotiating of the offer in the beginning. The second most risky part in the transaction is three days before the close. So that pilot, just like taking that, you know, just like taking off and landing that plane is so critical. The realtor is just as critical to that transaction at the beginning and at the end. And sometimes people go, what are they doing? I haven't talked to them in all, you know, in three days that, you know, the, the transaction can go on autopilot. We're still checking it, but it's not as risky, but during those two risky times, the value of a good realtor is Excellent. And I wanted to set that up because number one, a big misconception is that you pay a 6% commission and I'm going to use 6% because we're worth more than that, but I'm going I'm to pay 6% and the realtor gets every dime of that. Mm-hmm. And that's not just not true. That is split so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Still today, 80% of the National Association of Realtors is with a traditional company. So there's still a huge portion of that going to the broker and um, going to the house and not coming to the realtor. That's what we love about our brand right. is we are more reasonable and we we take care of our professionals. So if you're not in the Realty One Group network, you need to be looking at your gross commission income versus your net income income mm-hmm. and, and, and blow that up and look at that. Yeah. But you know, that's how we get, does that answer it a little bit that it's all the money's not coming to the realtor. There are a lot of hands in the pockets of that commission. Yeah. I, I think it answers it very well. I think you also brought up a good point um, with the, I want to, I want to use your comparison again from the pilot uh, analogy. So, you know, I think in this age of information, a lot of people have, created the mindset that they don't necessarily need uh, a realist uh, a real estate agent to help them with this process but it's the largest transaction you're ever going to make in your life right so if you if you went on the internet and you decided to look up how to fly a plane you could but you also would be putting yourself at risk to land that plane safely with you and whoever else is in it so you're better off just leaving it to an expert like a pilot or like a real estate agent Exactly. Yeah. 
So I, I think, uh, um, you know, I also want to touch upon, I don't want to turn this into, uh, uh, like, let's praise Realty One Group for, for 40 minutes, but, um, you know, talking about these these different um, traditional brokerage splits, you know, what separated Realty One Group from the pack back in 2005 and, and from there till, you know, now has been the 100% commission model. Um, and I think it, it gives our professionals the opportunity to have like true business freedom. I mean, it, you can take the extra money that you would have split with your broker to invest in your business or to just create a, a, a true work-life balance, which I think is hard for a lot of agents because they're, they're, some of their busiest days are, are on the weekends. Right. Right. That is so true. And I love the fact that, how do I want to say this? We're a fair share model. How about if I say that I'm only going to pay when I close, Mm -hmm. I'm not subs and I'm paying fairly. I'm paying a transaction amount, not a percentage by saying that what that eliminates is I'm not subsidizing a lesser agent. So I'm paying my fair share and there's no subsidy for somebody who's goofing around playing real estate. That's, that's the voice of a full-time realtor. And I don't, again, I don't want that to sound disparaging. I don't want it to sound any other way other than I love a system that everybody pays their fair share. So if, if I close 50 transactions, I pay that many transaction fees, but if I close only five, I only pay that. Right. But, 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 at five or 50, it's still fair. Yeah. It, you know, I'm still getting the benefits, the tools, the resources, the support. Yeah, it's, it's, rel- it's relative to the amount of transactions that you do. Um, y- you know, I, I, okay. That actually brings me, brings up a really good point. I, I have your blog open right now. So I'm kind of just like perusing it. You have a, a really interesting section where you talk about your, how your expertise and specialty will affect your compensation. Can you kind of um, explain that a little bit more? Yeah. And that, that goes back to the value mm-hmm. of, you know, again, you get what you pay for. And mm-hmm. the thing that is so important is if I am a luxury homeowner, I need the expertise of a luxury realtor. Right. That is an entirely different mindset, an entirely different clientele. Um, if I'm buying a new home and I'm going to have to look at a punch list and I'm looking at a home warranty and other things, I want the advice and the guidance. And again, I want you to think from a navigation standpoint, think about that pilot. I want somebody who's been through the particular storms that might happen in this transaction. So I want that new home specialist. If, um, you know, if I don't know anything about aquatic rights and I'm buying a beach home, I need someone who is familiar with that. If Mm -hmm. I'm buying a mountain home and there's Uh, there are mineral rights and there's, you know, under there's gas and the gas company owns those. Somebody needs to explain that to me. Um, And then, you know, investment and commercial are totally different. Um, I I will say, I will say to consumers that are listening and I'll say to realtors that are listening, um, if I am going to have heart surgery, I am going to go to a cardiologist not an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. If I am going to buy a commercial property, I am going to go to a commercial realtor, yeah. not a residential because it's, they're two different industries. Yeah. So again, and those fees, those structures are going to be different, but it's a different level of expertise. It's a different level of, um, 
all the work that goes in behind the scenes that no one sees to make sure that the takeoff's safe and the landing's safe and the investment is secure. That's the biggest thing because people are living with what they buy. You know, if you get a 30-year mortgage, you better darn well be happy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think also from, you know, let's take this from the perspective of the agent, right? You finding your niche in your market is, is, can be very beneficial to your business. You know, like, like you just said, if you, if you are the go-to agent in Newport beach, California for beachside properties, like you, I think your, your business is, is in a pretty solid position at that point. Right. Right. But you need to know about flood insurance. You need to know about all the other things that come along with that. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that I think is incredibly important in all of this, Josh, is the mindset. Mm -hmm. And I just want to speak to that just a moment. Um, Realtors are truly, you know, if other than the ministry, if I had to say, give me an example of servant leadership, it is a realtor. Now we've got commission breath people out there that are the nasty realtors and you know who they are, that it's just all about the money. But the majority of our industry is just servant leadership. I want you to think about this. We work diligently for 30 to 60 to 90 days, new construction, even longer than that. And don't make a dime. Yeah. We're, we're, we're giving all this time. We're devoting all this time. We're investing all this time, hoping we get to the closing table. Right. And that's a big difference. That's a whole different mindset. That's a, a servant mindset. That's an entrepreneurial mindset. It takes a lot of courage yeah. to go to, go to work every day and not, not know if you get paid or not. It takes a lot of courage. Don't you think about this? Your goal every day is to put yourself out of business. As a realtor, think about it. My goal every day is to sell and close homes, which means I'm effectively going in and out of business with every sale. Yeah. So for me to be successful, it's a constant churn. And that's why this business for those who are wildly successful is so systems oriented. Yeah. And so that, you know, we take the plane off and while we're in that other time, we make sure we're doing all the things to continue to build the business um, and continue to make that cycle what we need it to be. Yeah. And so I think uh, when you're, when you're looking at uh, like, let's, let's, you know, role play real quick. You're you're a brand new real estate agent, and you are trying to pick a brokerage right now. Um, you're looking more than than just the commission split, right? Because you have to look at what else the brokerage has to offer that's going to benefit your business, as opposed to just um, how big of a check am I going to get after each transaction? Because, yeah. like you said, there are so many days where you may not be collecting a paycheck, but you still need to be like furthering your business in the right direction. Exactly. And 6% of nothing is nothing. Right. (laughs) And um, that's the big thing. The churn rate, and we've talked about this before, Josh, but the churn rate um, in our industry, you and Mark and I talked about this. Um, The churn rate in our industry is 80%, meaning Mm -hmm. that eight out of 10 people within two years are out of the business. That's because they don't have the navigator. They don't have the guide saying, okay, great job. You've closed to now this is what we have to do to keep your pipeline full and to make sure that you're doing those things. And, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit is an amazing thing, but what we want to do is get each realtor to a point that you can breathe. Yeah. And if you've got five pendings, you breathe much easier than if you have one. 
Um, and we want to get you to that consistent level of doing business. And that's what we do. That's what we do through coaching. That's what a good broker should do. A good broker should be trying to get you to that level that you can breathe and you can enjoy what you're doing. Um, always and forever, we want you to be a host of the business you're in and not a hostage. And if you think about it, a host is gracious and generous and somebody that everyone wants to be around. And a hostage ties people up and threatens them, right? And that hostage mentality, it it becomes commission breath. It becomes um, a feeling of desperation. And the consumer feels that. And it's not attractive and people don't want that. So when you have your systems in place, when you've got good broker support, when you've got a strong foundation of education that prepares you for every market, a shifting market, um, whatever the market looks like, then you're not as worried about, um, about the next commission. Yeah. You're just, you're just keeping that pipeline full. I I, I mean, I think you and I could, could have this conversation for the next couple hours, but I want to wrap this up and keep our listeners with, with, you know, a couple words to, to, walk away with, you know, it's, it's about having an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you actually wrote this in the blog and I really, really, really encourage everyone to go and read this blog because it's a wealth of information, but I want to leave you guys with what Kathy wrote and it's, there's no free ticket to success in the real estate industry. Um, you, you are your own boss. You have to create your own business and no matter the market, um, you know, you are determining your own success. Um, and that takes a certain someone. That's why I'm on the marketing team and that's why I'm not an agent. Well, one thing and two, and I want to leave this with everyone because when I had my office, I had this conversation consistently with people and really, really pay attention to this if you're a realtor. The consumer is always going to negotiate. Mm -hmm. They're always going to say, I don't want to pay 5%. I don't want to pay 6%. What if you said, okay, what about 5.9% or what about 5.75%? All they want to do is to walk up and down the street and say, I didn't pay 6%. But don't don't drop it from six to five. Mm -hmm. Don't drop it from five to four. Mm -hmm. You can easily say five and a half. I may have to, I may have to get help with calculating the commission. I think the reason we do that is because it's so hard to calculate the commission. But keep in mind, you don't have to negotiate. Don't negotiate your money away. You're worth more than that. Um, you should be negotiating up if you're doing a good job. I mean, I, um, I'd love to do a whole episode on the art of negotiation because I think that would be absolutely. very beneficial. We can, but, yeah. but for right now, don't give your money away because most realtors I know, I want to go back to that, that mindset and that servant leadership, mm-hmm. they're still going to do a 10% job. I mean, it's not like you're saying, okay, they're only paying 5%, so I'm not going to do this and this and this. Right. That's not how we work. Right. And don't do it to compete. You're worth it. Stick to your guns. Um, If people aren't willing to pay you, find someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's easy for me to say, but I've been there and done that and just saying, practice the art of negotiation within one.u. We have several books that you can download, um, audio books and books that you can download. We've got a couple of videos on the art of negotiation. Lean into that. Just don't give your money away. You're worth it. Um, The price is right. Just charge, charge it and stick to it. Wise words from Kathy Baker. Kathy, thank you as always. I always walk away from these conversations a better human. Oh, I love you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kathy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. 
We thank you for joining us today on another episode of One on One, a Realty One Group podcast. We are powered by One.U and ask if you have suggestions, recommendations, or questions, please email learning at realtyonegroup.com. And remember, pay close attention to the details, listen to understand, not respond, and always be a resource, not a sales pitch.